Hello, everyone, and welcome to issue number 91 of the Bad Cody Funky Podcast. Woo! This is the yeah! That's 10. PAX East Podcast 2017. PAX East I had to throw that East in there because I can't say post PAX Podcast without post PAX East Podcast. Pachyderms, pack of pack of cheaters. It's a fucking mouthful. Uh, before we really dive in, listen to the awesome theme song and and talk about our experiences. Let's see who's joining us this week. As always, we have Dave the Bearded Menace. I can't cast that here. Dot Chris. Like a virgin. Hey. <laughs> the bad coyote himself, Sergio. Pax East in space. Space, 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 space. You are last hope. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> and I'm your host for the evening, Booster Greg. Uh, let's get everything squared away and play that awesome intro music video. Penny Arcade Expo on the East Coast 2017. Guys, our brains are fried. There's no intro, monologue, anything fancy like that. Dude, from, from like every person who's been to a convention knows like once you go into a convention like Comic-Con, PAX East, uh, you know, EGX, whatever, your brain is fried. You're entering into a different dimension of nerddom, be yeah. it uh, movies, TV shows, gaming. You're in there and your mind is set and tune for all the events that are going on and all the sights and sounds. It's like a weird experiment that goes on. Yeah. And then once you come back to the real world, you have to rewire yourself to how you were used to being. And it's always hard, those post-con, uh, post-con blues, as we call them. Oh, dude. It's, it's interesting. Like, if you think about it, like it's, it's, you guys were here a week ago. It's only been a week. Wow. Holy crap. If, it doesn't seem like that long. So I already have withdrawals. Yeah. yeah, but for those unfamiliar, I've had to explain it too that the Penny Arcade Expo, uh, it started off very small, and it started off with a couple of guys you may or may not know them and, know them and love them, but uh, each each year they make themselves known, and uh, you know, for those of us to know, like we're so thankful that this thing started off as something small between buddies. Yeah, you know, and it just grew to this gigantic thing that the entire industry becomes a part of all across uh, the uh, United States. And it's so cool that they have, you know, it's set up over here in the East, PAX East in Boston, PAX South, and PAX Prime. And uh, it's just a fun celebration of, of video games. Everyone comes together, you play the, the latest new toys, whether it be hardware, software, and everything in between. What would in between be? I have no idea. But uh, it sounds good, so I'm continuing with the sentence. <laughs> The softest of hardwares. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and every year a lot more people attend this thing. And, and you can tell that a lot of people are getting into this culture because it used to be just about nerds, you know, just geeks just, you know, go, go into this convention talking about, you know, the newest game or the newest company and the latest thing. Like, oh, this person, 
you know, is uh, talking about this new like gaming engine they have at their company, or this one has a new shiny piece of hardware for you to buy. But now it's it's just everything, you know, from peripherals, keyboards, mice, controllers, seats, every possible seats. thing. Yeah, seats. Stuffed like, animals. It's crazy. <laughs> seats, headsets, everything. Yeah, stuffed animals. Yeah. You know, get yourself a nice little, uh, little Krug in there. Shepherd. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah. You didn't take him out of the plastic I mean, yet? Are you ever going to take him out of the plastic? I have been in this room in a week. <laughs> I opened this room and it still smells like you, Dave. And I mean that in the best possible way. <laughs> wow. It smells like manliness. It's strong. Um, so it's, it's no surprise that the Penny Arcade Expo... Um, especially on the East Coast, has been going on for quite some time. And um, we as an outlet have gone. This is our second year going as an official media uh, presence there, which is super awesome. Thanks so much for for allowing us to do that again. Um, however, one of us, it was their their first, first time. Uh, some might say um, it was their virgin experience into the Penny Arcade Expo. Who could I, it be? Who could it be? I'll, I'll give you a hint. He's in the lower right-hand corner of your screen. Oh, that's and he wasn't on the podcast last year. That is true. Accurate. That's true. <laughs> um, it's uh, Doc Chris. Hey, Doc Chris. Hey. Yeah. Guys, there were so many people. <laughs> there were so many people. There was all the people. And I was there on the slow day of Sunday. Yeah. Holy crap. But there was so much things to see. All of the places. I would look to the left, be overwhelmed, look to the right for some relief, and it would be even more things going on. And I would just look straight on and see the hordes that separated me in the back of the room. And oh my gosh. It was it was a lot of fun. It was it was more it was bigger than I thought it was gonna be. There was like it was probably ah, it, always is. Always ah. is. <laughs> um, I expected probably like a third of the space being used of what was there and it just kept going and going like i could see as far as i could and i walked to that point and then there was more as far as i could see i it just kept going um yeah this is my first time which was really fun i ended up going <laughs> yeah my first time sorry anyways uh <laughs> terrible it was my first tell time. us about uh some of the things you experienced there that uh tickled your fancy um well the first thing i did uh, so i went there with uh me my fiance her nephew and my friend mark um and actually my fiance and her nephew went off to go do a signing with some youtube streamer i don't know so me and my friend mark um just kind of decided to do a like a lap which turned into more like two laps because we didn't know what the hell we wanted to do around the place <laughs> see what was going on um we saw so like the way it was kind of laid out was a lot of kind of like the the a-list games were right kind of in the front uh and you kind of just keep walking to the back towards more indie games going on back there eventually you hit some tabletop games and eventually there were literally tabletops to play said tabletop games on mm -hmm. uh, in the back um we spent a lot of time my friend mark's really into a lot of the tabletop games we spent a lot of time back there um checking that stuff out um the lines were Super crazy, uh, especially like the Twitch section, not the Twitch section, the uh, the Switch section. <laughs> uh, the Twitch Switch the section Twitch, was pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it was pretty much yeah, right around there. And uh, that was one thing I wanted to go. I was like, I just kind of want to watch people play the Switch. It's like, I don't necessarily need to get my hands on it. I want to watch, see what was going on. Little did I know that stopping at PAX mm -hmm. is against the rules. Don't do it. <laughs> you are not yeah. allowed to stop and watch. You stop, you die. Yeah. 
just kind of get literally swept up and moved on. Yeah. Um, pretty much, pretty much any convention. If anyone has never been to a convention before, like please move the fuck out of the way. <laughs> you know, so it's it's like it's it's kind of like walking to New York. Like you got to keep moving. You can't just stop in the middle of of of, of the walkway. You got to just move yourself out of the way if you're going to figure out what you're doing and where you're mm-hmm. going. Because it's really annoying when people just stop. Mm-hmm. Or they're just like conversing with somebody in the middle of everyone just walking around. Just treat it like the highway because, like, even yeah. if you missed your exit, you're just gonna keep going around because it's not happening. <laughs> There's literally nowhere to stop. Um, so that yeah, that was so. A lot of it was I ended up walking around most of the time because I just there was nowhere to stop. So it was just perpetual motion device half the time. Um, so that was I got to see uh, a little bit of you know as I was walking by, check out some of the, the Switch stuff. Um, I met up with you guys and we watched that. Um, the the real only thing I got to stop and watch, we got to see the the Prey tech demo. Which oh yeah, I forgot about that. Kind of blew my mind. So um, cool, bananas yeah. in space. Bananas in space. <laughs> so yeah, they had these like crazy build like weapons you can build, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh by the way, you see that chair? Oh now I control the chair and I'm going to roll it at my enemy and attack him with my chair powers. Now I am the chair. Yep. <laughs> and then eventually they went into space and turned into a banana. <laughs> yep. Which is great. I am a banana! And that was... Now, now, now like, uh, what, what was it like first descending upon PAX? Like, when you first got into the convention floor and you saw everything? Oh, it was... It was just, like, so much. I straight up didn't know where to begin, which is why we ended up walking around and being like, okay... We really just have to just look and see what's here because there's just like so much. Mm. Uh, you have to see what's there before you know where to go. Um, so that I thought was a good way to approach it. I think mo- most of my time I spent mostly just walking around and, and seeing things from afar. Yeah. Um, I remember when I first went to PAX, my gut reaction, the first thing I thought of when I was descending the escalators was, my God. They do move in herds. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like it. It was um, the craziest thing. Like my my first packs ever because I walked in and bought a ticket. Um, and at that time, that was a rarity too. I just like lucked out. I was just like, oh, let me see what what uh, what's this thing they got? They got video games in here. Let's see. I like the video games. Let's see. And I walked into the customer service desk, and it was just like. I just want to like buy a ticket and they're like, oh, well, you usually can't. But there's that person over there who's just like looking to get rid of it was on a Saturday and they had a three day pass and they were just like they're just looking to get rid of their three day pass for a face value. And at that point, face value was like for a three day was like 60 bucks, 70 bucks. Something. Jesus. So it was a lot cheaper. And I was like, all right, I could swing that. So I did it and I got to like hang out. It was really cool. But now imagine doing that like. They don't even have three day passes this year. No, no, that was this is the first year they did that, right? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like you, you see like this evolution in packs, and and it's interesting. It's everything's just becoming so different. When I first started going, it was heavily focused on games. Even though E three is is right around the corner, it's only months away. Um, there was a lot more of a game presence, and now it's it's shifting into a, a feature or services presence, which is interesting. Uh, we still have Microsoft and Sony out there kind of repping their 
their uh, titles that won't make it in time or are coming up before E3. Like we had a huge Mass Effect kind of um, presence this year, which I guess there always is a Mass Effect presence no matter what year you go to PAX. But this time they're really boasting about Mass Effect Andromeda with uh, the multiplayer that don't you dare video. Don't video that multiplayer demo that everyone's going to see anyway. Yeah, that was interesting. That was really interesting. It's like you're, you're on the convention floor. Yep. Okay. And people are taking video and taking pictures, but you're telling people not to take video, but you're on a massive convention floor with, like, hundreds of thousands of people coming to see your game. Like, what? <laughs> That's kind of ridiculous. I mean, I, I guess I get it because I guess uh, uh, the way I explain it to myself is that they don't want any bugs to be seen yet because it's not a finished product <laughs> and they still have time to put it out yet. But, but it's still ridiculous. It's like, all right, all right, if the game's not good now... And it comes out in a few it weeks. Comes out, no, not really even a few. It comes out next week. It comes out on Tuesday. That's crazy. Tuesday. You know, but Shit's yeah, printed. Yeah. Shit's printed. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, but last week it was still a week. So it's just like, if, you, if, if your game's not good enough to a point where you can go gold and you're, you're fine, I mean, it should have gone gold anyway. Yeah. It's like, what, what, what's, what's with all this? You can't take video of our Mass Effect Andromeda <laughs> multiplayer. Like, yeah. what? Are you serious? It ain't about that disc. It, it's about that patch one. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what it's all about. about. That day one patch. I love that day one patch. <laughs> day one patch, baby. Yeah, they, they probably learned a lot of things, like putting it in this live environment. Also, they should have put a lot more Mass Effect stations because yeah. you had a lot of Halo War. You had a lot of Halo Wars two mm-hmm. uh, stations, mm-hmm. so you can play Halo Wars two. But it's just mm-hmm. like, do a lot of people really care about Halo Wars two enough to where they had more stations for you to play that than Mass Effect and drama? There, like, that really? was one of well, the bigger stations too. Yeah. And we yeah, saw it there like, also. Like, when we were in line waiting to play Mass Effect, there was, like, you know, a few stations they had for Mass Effect. Then we look over to, like, Halo Wars 2, and there's, like, nobody there. Yeah. Like, I mean, nowhere near as much as there was for, like, Mass Effect. There was, like, no one there. And they had, like, three full fucking stations for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then there was, like, a completely other part of the convention where you can wait to get, uh, like, pretty much a pass to come back. Kind of like we go to a restaurant. They're like, oh, your table ready. Uh, this thing will buzz and you can come back. They give people times to come back and play multiplayer in a different part of the convention. But still, like, on the main actual floor, you want a bunch of stations. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That was, that was pretty interesting. But uh, it was it was a lot of fun. What was cool about it was that when we got to play, uh, we were talking to some, some of the, the developers and the, and the lead developer. The guy was awesome. Um, and we're asking them, hey, what are some things that some gamers have a lot of trouble with, you know? And uh, he was saying, oh, they don't really stick together. They don't kind of follow through. People kind of do their own thing. And uh, they don't complete all seven waves because we got to play a sort of horde mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of like, you know, we'll play a true player versus player. And we, we beat all seven waves and we got this pretty cool patch to prove it. To, yeah. to be fair, though, we almost fell into that trap, too. There was like the first objection one. Everyone was still killing shit. And finally, we we're like, oh, wait, we have like, oh, like, you have like two minutes to capture all of the points. Just so you know. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, God. Oh, God. We somehow did it in those two minutes. Yeah. Yeah, when I was show, he's like, oh, go to the trailer. Uh, I was like, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> that was one thing. The whole, uh, the, the play, you know, get the chance to play stuff. Um, you know, I didn't really know how that worked. We thought that, you know, you just find the most massive line that's near the thing that you want, get into it, and eventually you'll see it. Um, fun fact about that. Uh, apparently, there were reservation sections. Uh, didn't know about that because, you know, noob, what, what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we went, we were like, oh, let's go wait in line forever to go try, like, Crash Bandicoot. So then we go, like, find a line that looked like the longest one. Got in it. Talked to in the one of the dudes, like, do you have a reservation? We're like, uh, no. And we're like, where do we make a reservation? He's like, they're already full. 
like, oh, <laughs> man, out. like, sorry, I didn't mean to ruin your day, sir. My bad. <laughs> Although that's only Sony that really does that, though. And they did that last year, too, with the, the PlayStation VR. Because we like we were like we showed up during like the press hour and we we're like oh like we just want to try the, the PlayStation VR and they're like you can't do that we're already full up and it's like but normal people can't get in right now like yeah. how is this even possible? Um, usually you just wait in a long ass line for three hours and you get to play what you want. But yeah. Sony is the exception to that for some reason. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy because when when, when Dave and I uh, later on went to demo the PlayStation VR at a Best Buy because Sony was doing this whole tour thing, which was really smart because how do you get people to actually buy into your products? You let them try it. Mm-hmm. Especially something like VR. It's not something where it's like, oh, we have this brand new game. Oh, that's neat. I'll you know, look at video. But with VR, you have to try it out. So Sony did this thing where they did a tour where it was available in a, in a city near you or in your city where you can go to a Best Buy or a GameStop and actually try out the VR. And we spoke to one of the representatives there and he said, oh, I was at PAX and uh, you, you guys were impressed. Oh, you guys could have just tried it out that press day. And I was like, no, there's some guy, there was some guy telling us we had to like sign up and all this other garbage. And, uh, and the guy was like, no, you guys could have totally just like played it like press day. We're like, what? So, so it goes to show that even like among like the official guys, like there's uh, there's there's a weird thing in every con where not everyone's on the same page. Yeah, you know. Then next, yeah. if that happens again, we gotta pull the uh, angry customer card and just be like, I want to speak to your supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, we even told that guy. I was like, no, this guy. Even on press day, which which uh, for people who don't know, um, for certain conventions and for for PAX East in general. Uh, there's a certain day uh, for Friday where you get on the show floor an hour before the the general public or general public. But just kidding, guys. But yeah, I was like, oh, you know, they told us we couldn't. It was all booked up. And the guy was like, no, nah, you guys could have. I don't know who told you that. That's, uh. that's kind of weird. I was there, too. I was like, OK, cool. So part of but, uh, some of the funny things there with as far as like waiting. Uh, so the blizzard line kind of cracked me up because <laughs> it's just was, to buy shit. Yeah, it was just to buy stuff. Like, they didn't even, like, they didn't have, you know, much out there for it. But uh, my friend Mark, huge, huge World of Warcraft player. And he was like, I want to go check out and see what they have. Because he's like, I just like buying things. I just want to go buy things. (laughs) So he found the end of the line, which had a marker. And they were like, I'm sorry, you can't wait here beyond this marker. And they said, come back later. So he went, came back later, still nothing there. And uh, they were like, the guy, he's like, so I'm just going to wait here. The guy's like, you can't wait here. He goes... But I'm gonna because you have to wait in a line to wait in a line <laughs> mm-hmm. to wait in a checkout line, mm-hmm. which is yeah. kind of hilarious. Basically, the yeah. entire time when I met up with you guys, he was which was for like an hour, hour and a half. He was waiting in the Blizzard line wow. to get Jesus. in, and and yeah, and, and Blizzard was there just as like a shop, pretty yep. much as, as like a shop front. But but like they have that power that they'll show up as a shop, and people are like, well, I'll stand in line for an hour. I don't Hell care. Let's yeah. buy some of this exclusive uh con stuff exclusive pax east things and you saw a lot of people with, with some blizzard gear on and it was it was interesting because i mean they, they, they probably could have had a booth if they wanted to and just had overwatch i mean last year they they had overwatch and everything and people got to play and there was like some some pc set up and there they even had some tournaments and stuff like that and it was a good time they could have done it again this year because a lot of people would be, be like overwatch is great you know they could have oh, done yeah. some hot some heroes of the storm yeah yeah everything's blizzard it, it's it's just like even like the the game companies that we look forward to, their presence wasn't quite as obvious. Gearbox, for example, right? We always yeah. look forward to like, like you know, I do all, every year. I know you guys do as well. 
um, look forward to going and seeing Gearbox, whether it be their panel or their booth or whatever. And usually they have like the, the giant sculptures and they have like, you know, the, the crazy things promoting the new game. And this year we walked by, I remember, I think I was talking to you, Serge, you were like, oh, that's, that's the Gearbox booth. And I was like, that can't be the Gearbox booth because it was just like a black <laughs> cube with like bullet storm blastered on it. And like, you know, like yeah. a giant TV and like, and like, it just looked very, um, I don't know, just like very clean, a clean like design to it. And that's not what Gearbox booths usually have. Last year it was Battleborn. The year before that it was Duke where they had a throne that you could sit in and, uh, you know, take a picture with um, booth babes that are not booth babes because booth babes are not welcome at Paxi's for whatever reason. Um, and the year before that I think was Borderlands 2, I want to say. But it, was, it just wasn't the same kind of feeling, which is also interesting. Um, I guess it could also be good to note that this is also going to be Gearbox's first hooray into publishing. So I don't know if they're trying to get a different aesthetic for a different service. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, because they are republishing um, Bulletstorm, remastering it 60 frames per second, the whole deal um, for the, these this current gen console. And they're throwing Duke in there too because, you know, why the fuck not? When you have a ridiculous game, you put in a ridiculous character. Yeah, so that's going to be really yeah. cool. <laughs> um, they also were kind of um, promoting unofficially Borderlands 3. Unofficially, officially. Well, it's a game that they can't say is Borderlands it's 3. a game. Yeah, but it's Borderlands 3. Fucking Randy totally said in the middle of it, Borderlands. And like he's oh, like, he oh, totally yeah, this is the Borderlands yeah, yeah. world. And we're like, okay. And then like you you can't like the tech demo they showed, it's the same one they showed at uh the games developers conference, GDC, um, where he's just like, you just look at the background and you're like, that's fucking Borderlands. Like, you know, don't even tell me that cannot be Borderlands. It totally is. Yeah, by the way, for everyone who doesn't know, Randy Pittsford is a sorcerer. No, <laughs> the guy's a goddamn wizard. So, so every year at at the at the uh, the Gearbox panel, you know, you go into this giant auditorium. Everybody sits down, and there's like lots and lots and hundreds of people. And Randy Pitchford, the CEO of Gearbox, guys who do Borderlands and uh, and Battleborn and stuff, he does magic. Like this mm-hmm. guy is a sorcerer. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. He'll he'll do these tricks, and you're just like, how the hell? At first, you're like, okay, these are cute, but then it's just like, wait a minute. Like even the guys in Gearbox are like, yeah. When he did this trick to me, I wanted to throw him out of a window. <laughs> he did this one trick where uh, Morgan Webb from X, like random Morgan Webb from X Play from G Four from I Tech TV Morgan back Webb. in the day. Yeah, I was like, holy crap, that's Morgan Webb. <laughs> that's crazy. He's like, all right, I'm gonna put my hand on a certain part of the back of your head, and you're not gonna be able to read English. So we're sitting there at the gearbox panel. Morgan Webb comes up on stage. Randy Pitchford puts on a glove. He holds up these these cards up to Morgan Webb's face, and she's supposed to read the word that's in English on there. And he puts his hand in the back of her head in a certain position, and she can't read the word that's in English. <laughs> also, the cards look kind of funky too. They had a weird pattern on yeah, them as well. It had to have been. But the camera can show you, you know, it said like, you know, like wonderful or something like that. And she was like, Ips what? <laughs> <laughs> and then and the guys like up on stage were part of Gearbox were like, yeah, when he showed this to me, it was it's freaky. Like it's really freaky. The guy is a sorcerer. He also did this trick where um 
he memorized a lot of uh, Pi, you know, 3.14, da, 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 going into infinity. And there's a book in which, uh, you know, Pi is pretty much written out to, I don't know how many hundreds of pages or whatever. But if you look on a certain page, like page 71, we'll have this part of Pi, like four, one, two, they'll have it in sequence. So he brought up two people on stage and he'll say, you know, look on page like 51. And then this is the sequence here. It's four, one, two, three, blah, 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 whatever. And it's like, yes, you're right. You remembered lots of Pi. And it's just like, what? How did you do that? That's ridiculous. It's this is you're a goddamn sorcerer. You're a sorcerer. You're a sorcerer. The wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. And uh, and we learned that they're going to be partnering up with uh, Penn and Teller. Oh yeah. To do yeah to do some magic in Dope. gaming. It's just like what? Yeah. They they scanned Penn and Teller, their entire bods, and they mapped them out. So they look real, and they're going to do some kind of collaboration, some kind of game with them. What was it uh, called? Like, the the game. Practical Jokes for Horrible People or something like that? It was like... Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's based on the concept of when you put on virtual reality headset, there is a trust that happens. The trust <laughs> is that people outside of the goggles are messing with you. <laughs> so you mess with them in the virtual reality space, whatever they have on, you mess with them in real life. And Randy Pitchford was like, oh, everyone has the same reaction. It's just like, oh, you're a dick. Oh, you're a piece of crap. Let's do that to somebody else. <laughs> and everyone in the crowd was like, yeah, we're on board for this. Yeah, a virtual reality show or a game or something like that where you mess with people and you and you keep messing with them. And I'm just like, that's that's pretty awesome. That's And it's with Penn and Teller. You know, so Which that was pretty just goes to show like his um, magic chops. If, for, if His magic chops, if like Penn and Teller... I want to work with him on something that says yeah. a lot that says a lot yeah absolutely right it's like i figure he had to prove himself to pen and terror like hey i'm not just a ceo of this awesome company i'm legit a sorcerer <laughs> <laughs> i manipulate the elements to go in my favor <laughs> but no uh, man that was that was something you know, really cool that i liked from from pax well what's what's something you guys really like from pax um for me I think it was getting this guy actually. Of course, I don't usually <laughs> getting getting yeah, over the here. I don't usually buy things when I go to cons. I'm mean, usually saving money because the food's expensive enough. Um, however, it was just kind of like a perfect storm of of stuff, right? Um, it was. We waited in line two and a half hours to play Mass Effect, and we had like a blast, right? We had so much fun, and then we went to the Mass Effect panel almost directly after that it feels like and then we saw just how awesome the the campaign is so we know the multiplayer solid Aww. the campaign is going strong right the the comedy um the passion behind the team even like how the team deals with trolls too like it was just like all right these, this is going to be a good time and then we're walking by the the booth that was selling like all these plushies and it's just grunt is is $25 instead of 40 something dollars. And I was like, all right, all right, you win <laughs> booth, you win. So I shelled out the 25 bucks. Um, I fixed the, the, the lady's iPad because it wasn't working accordingly. So I did some magic <laughs> on that. Um, and I seemed like a sorcerer to her and, and moved right along. But I think it was just mass effect kind of stole the show for me because I, I love the mass effect games. I didn't know I was looking forward to this game as much as I was until after I got my hands on it. So that's nice. that's that's for me. Mass Effect Andromeda. Hmm. Um, what anyone else? For me, honestly, like as with any convention, pretty much because nothing really stood out to me in this one as it did like 
game wise last year, like for um, Battleborn or anything. For me, it was mostly just the cosplay of it. You know, yeah. I love. I I usually go to these just for the cosplay. I'm not really big into buying anything there unless it's something I can't get anywhere else. Um, but yeah, just amazing costumes and like, especially in PAX East, it's a bit different than New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con is like hugely cosplay base. It's either let's say fifty percent comics, fifty percent like cosplay, or a little bit more than that. But when it comes to PAX, you don't see as much cosplay, but it's better. It's like higher quality cosplay because they really put more into their costumes. They're trying to look more like the characters from the video games. Probably using a little bit more imagination for the stuff they don't see to fill up those gaps of like what the characters look like. So that's what it was for me mostly. Just seeing people's faces when I took their photos, you know? Yeah. Like, you want to take my picture? Oh, oh yeah. It's like, yeah. You know? The cosplay (laughs) was on point this year too. There was a lot of really good ones. Um, Mm -hmm. Including we, I I don't remember their names, uh, but there was the, uh, the Black Adam... Uh, Shazam slash Sinestro Core Green Lantern. Oh yeah, Corps guys. Yeah, our boys. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they were really cool, dude, cool guys. I was exhausted by the time you guys met up with them, so I was kind of in the background. But um, they were thinking about an idea, and they mentioned it was. I'm not going to put it out there because there's it's theirs in the works. But uh, I'm going to throw this out there. If you're listening <laughs> out there in Internet Land, um, Flash Professor Zoom. You got to keep the hero villain thing going on. Um, to round up that that DC, so that's what I would say to them. Yeah, dude. Do there was that. someone that was um, one of the the coolest ones that I saw was someone that was dressed as the uh, the dude from or the, the character from Journey. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Oh, I Journey. saw him. Yeah, I was yeah, like, that was cool. yeah, that guy. I was I was like, I hope he meets up with another one, and like, and it, and it's like the the the, the back talisman <laughs> like tail grows longer. <laughs> I mean, that would have been really cool. Yeah, the uh, the uh, For Honor cosplay was really good. Yeah. The guy who was oh, the uh, yeah. Shigoki, holy Oh, crap. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you... that guy was huge. Like, yeah, you... He was tall, and he was his big... You know big he was dude. huge when, like, we looked up at him. Because we're pretty, like, tall guys in our own right, and we were looking at him like, holy shit. Dude, that guy was legit. He had the full costume down pat. He had the weapon and everything. It was like he stepped out of goddamn For Honor. I was so like, holy good. crap, bro. You are legit. Yeah. For anyone wondering out there in uh, podcast land, um, the name of the two guys, are their their Instagram is Cop and Go Guys. Yeah, them. Definitely definitely check them out. Their name, are, their name is Juan and Jeff. A lot of their cosplays are on their Instagram page. And definitely check them out. But they're really, really cool dudes. Really cool dudes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of diva cosplaying. You guys notice that? Like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the diva cosplays. You know, yeah, just to shout out to all the diva cosplays. You guys are uh, waifus. Someone's waifu. It's good. <laughs> it's, good. it's a good time. I would just like to... Some of them, some of them are really good. Yeah. I would like to shout out all the diva cosplay, mainly because it was freaking freezing that yeah. day. And I was like, I just, <laughs> yeah. just want to give you layers that's it. Just just be warm. Please do not die of just frostbite of all the limbs Dude, falling off. Dude, when we were coming in, we came in uh, one day with a Tiny Tina cosplayer. And we were like, oh, oh my god. god. Yeah. Like, she looked really damn yeah. good, though. Like, she was. The, the hair. Tina. Like, she good didn't just, like, have job. her hair made up. She, like, made the hair out of, like, cardboard or whatever or something. And it looked, like, yeah. right out of Borderlands. <laughs> it was sick. Her, her, her clothes had all the lines and everything. Yeah. It's like, man, like these, like, so some of these cosplay girls really go out. And it's just like, damn, it was cold up there. <laughs> 
Boston got really damn cold, and these girls like you know really came out because some of them like were wore the costumes in up to the convention center. They didn't change mm-hmm. inside. They, yeah. they were you know, but they had coats on and stuff. But they still like you know really didn't have much on underneath, and it was like damn, they had to be cold. Which go, just yeah, to show really- like their dedication because from us walking from the parking lot mm. to the convention center, we almost died. Twice, oh, guys, so damn cold going to back. <laughs> Twice, holy shit! Yeah. But there was a really good uh, hyperlight drifter cosplayer. She was, dying. oh that yeah, was cool. oh my god! I was like, yo, it's the drifter. Damn, shout out to that girl. Mm. That girl like knew what was up. Like she had the weapon and everything, and like the garb that was sick. Dude, uh, Gizmo oh, Duck, dude. remember that? Oh, yeah. Gizmo Duck, yeah. yeah, Gizmo Duck, dude. Everybody was like, yo, childhood <laughs> Gizmo Duck. <laughs> Speaking of which, too, uh, they good. just released, I think it was last week, the um, the new DuckTales trailer. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Ah, every day they're out there making trailers. Woo! DuckTales! I can't, I can't <laughs> wait. Um, anyways, and uh, we met up with with a couple buddies, too, on, what was that, Friday night? Saturday? Saturday night. Saturday night. Um, and that was cool because it was um, met up with uh, good old Carl and Claude, which is it's always good to see them. Um, and, uh, you know, they had a, a, a first time PAX attendee amongst their myths, myths as well. Good old Nate, uh, who was, dude, he was like his first time in Disney World. It looked like he it. wasn't like he, stoked. He was. I've never seen anyone more stoked for anything in their life. <laughs> Than oh. Nate taking pictures of people and, and like some people are just like I'm not even cosplayer. This is just like what I wear. And he's like I don't care. Can take a picture. Please. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> was he was great. there on Sunday. I was bummed. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he he had to go. I told him to come because uh, Gearbox is on Sunday and uh, they did not disappoint this year as as you heard. But they also gave out two free games, which is always a good time. They gave out uh, a little Battleborn. And they gave out um, Bulletstorm. Bulletstorm. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, it's just a good time, um, all in all. And I think a lot of people who went for the first time were super impressed and super overwhelmed with just the, the lights and and all of the offerings that they had. All of the lights. Which was great. It was awesome. Um, and and with and with all that, we have, we have a, a lot of videos coming, guys, to our YouTube as well. We have some interviews with some of those game developers. Like, uh, there was one really cool game, Battles Loss. Oh, oh man! God. Oh, Battle Slash. Rooster yeah. Teeth picked up this game. <laughs> they looked like it could have been part of Adult Swim, and uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty badass. It's it's kind of like Night Squad slash Castle Crashers slash its own its own thing. These uh, you play these sloths because like sloths are pre- are pretty awesome. You see a sloth, and you just want to hug it, and your brain just can't your brain just can't fathom you seeing a sloth. You're just like, oh my gosh, a sloth I need it in my life. And uh, they have different uh, armor pieces, different hats, and uh, you have to pretty much like kill the other sloth multiplayers to get pizza slices, and <laughs> it's it's really really unique. And the guys we got to talk to for that were awesome, along with some of the other developers as well, from Starfighter to Enmass um, to uh, the, these guys who came out of uh, China for in, for making their own indie games out of Australia, making their games as well. We got to talk to a lot of guys, and uh, we can't wait for you guys to see what we have in store, so stay tuned for those as well. But it was just a lot of things we saw this weekend. Yeah. A ton of things. Like, it's just so much yeah. at PAX East. Um, favorite game you guys played this weekend? Ooh. 
Ooh, favorite game we played at PAX East 2017 in Boston, Massachusetts, North America. While Serge is thinking while talking, I'm going to say mine <laughs> was Primal Carnage. It has to take it away. Oh, as much as I love Mass Effect, that, as hype as I am for it, I know how it plays. Um, they added a jump button. Primal Carnage, uh, for those of you who are unaware, which is, you know, entirely possible because they're an indie uh, dev in, from uh, Australia. So they showed off their stuff at PAX Aus. 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 Not going to work here anymore. I'll tell you that much. Uh, PAX Australia. And it was a VR game. They had it demoed on the Oculus Rift where you just stand there and you defend yourself against waves of dinosaurs. Um, the default level that they had was a warehouse akin to Jurassic Park. Fucking awesome. Uh, we start off with uh, basic handguns and you work your way up from there. They All they tell you is how to buy a gun, reload the gun, um, and shoot. And the rest you have to figure out yourself, which is awesome. Um, I played a couple matches. Dave played a shit ton of matches. It was it was just yeah. a good time, and you actually you can tell. This is what I love about VR is you can tell the play styles right off the bat from different people. Uh, for example, I was just standing there waiting for dinosaurs to trounce on me because I have horrible aim. The closer they are to me, the less I have to aim. All I have to worry about is how to reload. So once you get the reload down, a trick I learned is so what they do is they have two controllers, right? Um, left hand, right hand, and you have to hold down a button to signify that you're holding the gun. If you let go of the button, you drop the gun. Simple, right? Just like you're kind of holding something in real life. However, I was shooting a dinosaur here and going, 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 reload. Dinosaur's coming from my right, your left. So I didn't have enough time to aim. I threw the gun into the other hand, caught it, shot. They have hand switching capabilities in it through their physics it was fucking incredible and then you have dave on the other hand oh and also i punched a dinosaur in the face because it got too close it was fucking great i didn't Your know boss that was bitch uh dave on the other hand is a much more of a, a hunter hunter type so <laughs> he was aiming down his sights he was being very strategic you could see his body movement scanning the area looking for the next prey um, and kind of going more in that regard. You're favoring more of a, I guess, assault rifle type of play. You could also dual wield if you get enough money. Each dinosaur you kill, you get money, get enough money. You can. I had a, an Uzi and a hand cannon at one point, which is fucking incredible. Um, <laughs> also, they switched up the level for Dave, too. They, they, I was oh, looking God. at him, and I, was, I made a ha like an offhanded joke, being like, yeah, you're, you're tapping into Dave's uh, hunter instincts on this one. And they go... Oh, we have a jungle level. And I was like, don't you change <laughs> it to that. You will not get him out if you change it to Dave, that. Dave, did you become the predator? <laughs> Pretty much. He became the predator. They actually did a really good job on the uh, AI as well. The dinosaurs uh, hid behind rocks. They actually used yeah. rocks to jump off and jump at you, which was really cool. Uh, they really used their environment really well. Um so primal car. Not only that, what what I thought was pretty good about the whole game was there was no pattern to how the dinosaurs came out. Yeah, like it was pretty much random. Like any other game, you can figure out a pattern. Like when everything populates, this was just they'll come out of certain spots, but there's no pattern on how they come out of the spots. It's just wherever they come out, they come out. So you really just can't time it. No matter how many times you play the game, you time every time you play the game, it's a completely different way of how like the dinosaurs spawn, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I won't say any more about Primal Carnage. Um, 
or Primal Carnage Onslaught. But there, it's great. Um, Pub Games Australia. If you have, if you have Steam and you have a Vive or an Oculus, I recommend it. It's just a fucking great time. It's it's such a simple game mechanic, arcade style gameplay. Um, I can't wait to see what they have, and they're open to feedback too. I gave them a couple little little bits of feedback, and they were they were like, yeah, we'll totally we'll see what we can do to put that in. Um, you know, most indie games would just be like, no, I can't fucking do it. It's just three of us. What are you crazy? Something new? We're trying to, we're just trying to make sure it doesn't break. Um, and they're not that way. So that's awesome. Now, Chris, did you, uh, did you get to play uh, any, any other games? So I didn't get to play any of the games. Um, however, so, um, we ended up in the back near the tabletop stuff. There's actually a great, um, a store, uh, in the area. They're called Battlegrounds. Um, if you live in Massachusetts, they're down Route 18. It's around the Abington area. Uh, but they actually had a really big spread of board games that was there. And actually, a friend, uh, a friend of a friend was actually working there. We were talking to him a lot of, about a lot of games. Um, I ended up uh, buying a game called Boss Monster, which is kind of a rapid-fire um, uh, card-based game where you are actually the boss at the end of the level and each card is a different room and you have to try to stop a hero from being able to attack you. You actually have to kill the guys on the way out. So <laughs> it sounded really cool and I was really attracted to it because all the boxes looked like classic Nintendo cartridges and I was like, that looks Ooh, cool. Nice. I want to look at this. Um, yeah. So I ended up buying the card game and finding out that when I went to look it up um, that there was actually an, uh, an iPad version of it. So before, uh, while uh, while I'm waiting for you know my friends to be available so we can try it, I actually tried a uh, the iPad version of the game, which is actually really you know same cards. It was actually really fun, really quick little matches. Yay. So uh, I was a big fan of that. Um, so I didn't play that. I didn't actually end up playing that until Sunday night, but I did pick that up <laughs> because um, yeah, I thought it looked really cool. We had trouble. We were looking for this game called Evolution that is about like building uh basically like building your own dinosaur and like you get to give them all sorts of like uh, different abilities and different um enhancements what have you um and it's such a popular game that by the end of the day when we were going to look to find it none of the stores had them we actually had to go to north star games booth where they uh the north star games is actually the one that puts out this game evolution they had three copies left and it was basically oh, wow. like the only left, the only three left after there's probably like six different booths that was actually selling the game, and there was only one st- one that was left. It was crazy. Jeez. So uh, that was the closest I came to playing games. <laughs> nice. Um, Dave Research, you guys, you guys played some some stuff too. So it was definitely between hidden. I loved Hidden Dragon Legend. I thought that was a pretty intense, fun game. Um. Hidden Dragon Legend is an indie from indie developer from China called Mega Fun Games. Um, what I liked about it the most, it gave you like the, the it was it's a platformer basically two D two D but in a three D world, um, and it felt like I was playing like old school Shinobi or Ninja Gaiden or Shadow Dance. It gave me that feel of running around with a sword and like slashing through people, but it just put you like in a like your it's almost like you're playing like your own like martial arts movie. Um, you're just playing a warrior by name of Lu who's like out for revenge. You're fighting a dynasty. You're fighting like a freaking organization. And boss battles begin like any type of martial arts movie where they just come out and they just like challenge you to like your duel and whatnot. And you're like, well, I will defend my honor. And like you guys go at it. And it just keeps on building after that and jump bunch of jump puzzles, which 
Greg had to help me mm-hmm. figure out one, <laughs> you know, because it was like the little brother, big brother, like, I can't do this. You do it. And mm-hmm. he figured it out through the controller back at me like pansy. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> no. And I finished the level. But it was it was very addictive because honestly, if we didn't have to go do anything else, I probably would have been playing that game the entire time. Yeah, yeah, we literally had yes, to pull up away. Like. Yeah, we're, we just look yeah. at each other. It's like it's just like we're, we've been here too long, and like I know. It's like we have things to do. <laughs> <laughs> we've been, too, we've been too here long. almost all day. We have to. We have things other other games that we have to play. Um, and one that Surge played yeah. actually it was directly after that. The the next one we went to, um, it was in Mass, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I like it, Massey. They make a game that I like called Terra. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's played uh, Terra Online, you know it's a it's this uh, action RPG MMO mm-hmm. where you have to aim your attacks. So unlike WoW, where you kind of click cast and kind of wait. I know there's a lot of different classes in WoW that aren't like that. I've played WoW for years. Come on. Okay. okay. I've been around since Burning Crusade. Okay. BC. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> In, in any case, um, oh my god, uh, the, the game that I played was really cool. It kind of took that same take on on uh, action-based RPGs, but it was... I, I don't know how to describe it. It was interesting because um, y- you needed to burn a lot of your abilities. It was a huge emphasis on use up all your abilities on every single enemy that you come up against. Like, don't save anything, but burn it all. We, we, had, we had one of the Unmasked guys kind of directing us through... Uh, the, the levels and through the game and each of us like played a different class like I played a mage class and and you know you usually try to save your abilities for big boss battles and big you know like instances the guy was like nope burn everything nope everything you got there okay chain that do that okay burn it you all know, like everything needs to go and I was like oh wow this is really really crazy and uh, you work together as a team and uh, and that's another video that's coming out soon as well. So look for that. But they're also talking about how Terra Online is coming to the consoles, which is going to be pretty pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that they tighten up the store a little bit because I like playing Terra on PC. But I think it's it's definitely made for for controllers since you have to aim your attacks. But um, I was really really uh, happy with how the Mass Effect multiplayer was going even though we played horde mode it was very intense and it was a lot faster than i thought it was going to be a lot faster a lot more intense uh by intense i mean you know just the level of difficulty with uh um communicating with your team with defeating each enemy that came towards you like it definitely wasn't on normal mode which i loved you know it was definitely a challenge but i didn't think the powers were going to come out that fast i didn't think you'd be able to to lunge and melee and i think at one point we all just started just meleeing we were like screw our powers just just melee everything that comes up to us and we were just you know you have a ground pound you have a way to to i like how you can navigate the map space now they put a verticality to it all you can go up and down on levels as well as across and you can kind of zoom through it reach up on things and in boxes and stuff and really get around the, the level and playing the mass effect multiplayer was pretty sick yeah. like I, I really i really didn't expect it to to feel like that and it, it got me even like greg said earlier it got me even more excited for this game that i, I was i was I, I like the mass effect series but i wasn't i wouldn't say i was hyped for it i would say okay this game is coming out cool i'm gonna check it out but now i'm just like holy crap like i really <laughs> want to play this game when it comes out especially after we, we saw uh the single player campaign in the panel and uh <laughs> funny and single player what we campaign. saw was Oh yeah! Oh my God! Well, what we saw was hilarious. like the, the the humor was really good. <laughs> it was actually funny. It was actually really, really, really funny. And um, they, they streamed some of it on on Twitch. 
So uh, you can look look back at that or the video where uh, it's coming out on our YouTube as well. And uh, yeah, Mass Effect is is really a home run for me. I can't I can't wait for that. I mean, oh, God, now yeah. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you not play Mass Effect Three multiplayer? No, I did uh, not. I missed that true. one. True. Yeah. Because yeah. it's literally it's 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 like that. But I mean, they took that formula and just made it better, which you don't see a lot of things doing anymore. It's like just do what you did, but make it better. And their idea yeah. was a jump button. Which made and, it better, and that's, <laughs> and, and that's all we want, yeah. and, and that's what they gave it to us. And when we we're talking to to the lead uh, developer programmer, he was saying, you know, we wanted to make sure that it felt exactly like Mass Effect. We didn't take things away from it, but we wanted to add on. So we needed to have the base there and just add on to it. I'm like, yes, you don't. Re-, and I told him, you don't realize how many people in the industry don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> just don't understand that at all. Give us what we like, but add on to it. Don't take away, and don't add on to it where you're. Um, you know, you're like, oh, here's a brand new mechanic we're just throwing out here. Okay, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it it played it played really well. Cause holy crap, that was that was a lot of fun playing that Mass Effect multi. The best part about the multiplayer, well, it's the funniest part. I got left behind. Yeah, during the extraction at the end. Yeah. Oh, Dave. Yeah. I wouldn't have left you behind. I didn't even know there was an extraction. It's like one of the developers like, you got to go to the extraction point. I'm like, what? And I well, just... I mean, to be, <laughs> fair, to be fair, though, Dave, it was called the extraction portion. And they were just like, you got to go to the extraction point. And then the fucking thing. Um, it's, well, it's like the same thing where we're trying to capture, like, all the bases. It's like, I'm, like, so into, like, killing what's in front of me. Yeah. I forgot about the rest of the objective. Yeah. You Bruce Willis it from Armageddon. Decided to stay behind <laughs> oh, yeah. and sacrifice yourself. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to miss I his thing. Close. He didn't want to close his eyes. He didn't want to close his eyes. Fall asleep because you, know, yeah, you don't want to miss the thing. I miss Ben Affleck. And um, I don't want you to miss Liv Tyler. It, it was actually funny because like it was like we get through it and it's just the way they do the extraction end is awesome because they throw everything in the kitchen sink at you. It's just like oh my god, oh what my are you? God, and you're surviving for those last seconds, and then, you know we we get we get take off, and all of a sudden it's just on the screen says partial extraction, and I was just like, it was Dave, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> It was great. It was a good time. And speaking of good times, it is time for our Sega question. So, gentlemen, uh, tonight we talked about the PAX East 2017 experience. We talked about the good. Uh, we talked about... We didn't talk about the bad. Was there anything that was really bad, necessarily? Um, the lines, the lines, the lines. The lines. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like wanted lines. Like you go to a place like that, you kind of expect lines. I was, I was intrigued by the lines. <laughs> the lines, it's, it's line con. It just makes the yeah, it's line con. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, so even the lines aren't bad. It's just, it's just a great time <laughs> all in all through and through. Um, and thank God that, that like none of us caught the nerdy bola. Oh my God, you are so right, dude! Every time someone coughs, I was like, "No, I have things to do outside of this." <laughs> Sanitize all the things, dude. Yeah. I coughed because like I was drinking water, went down the wrong pipe, and the look on your face—it was like I, I was just like, got bitten ah. by a zombie. You're like, "No, Dave, no!" You're like, like, I was like, "It's the wrong pipe. It's the wrong pipe." The look you guys, we have to cut off a limb. Lick yeah, every surface. Like, like Greg the Grammy and machete comes out of nowhere. Where the fuck did you get? <laughs> it's like no. So you gotta do He's lick every service to big build up your immunity, and then you'll just be like a friggin' a brick. You don't brick doesn't get sick. No, 
<laughs> just builds houses. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there, there was uh, there was was really a, a negative. I mean, it was it was a good time. We, we we got to see a lot of things. We got to talk to a lot of uh, fun developers, and everyone was just out there for for a good time. Nothing crazy happened. Nothing bad happened. And uh, I think for the most part, people enjoyed themselves. You know. Yeah. And now yeah. that wasn't this, you answered. Not even a secret question. My secret question is, how long has it been taking you to recover from Pax East 2017? Oof. Um, my answer is I'm not yet. I'm still recovering. <laughs> the answer is all the recovery. All time. the recovery. I can't even keep my eyes really open. I feel like I look like Kyle Chandler right now from uh, from Friday Night Lights. Chris Chandler. <laughs> yeah, my brain. Yeah, like, guys. Definitely this week the brain's been mushed. The, the snowstorm we had on Tuesday didn't help either. Yeah. Because shoveling all that snow even put me even worse. Like I'm still sore from like shoveling on Tuesday. I was supposed to go on. I was supposed to go to the gym this morning, and I was just like, "Nah, count it, <laughs> count it." It's 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 like your brain really does rework itself for a convention because there's so much stimuli and there's so much you you have to do and you want to get done, and then when you come back to to doing your normal day to day, it's like there's not that much stimuli as there is when you're like all the bright lights and the huge graphics and all the the games. Hey, thanks, oh, that's not much. <laughs> and you come back here just like. You guys have no idea where I've been. <laughs> I was in another dimension. Is <laughs> where I've been for the weekend, and you just have to like rewire back to, to dial back in, so to speak. But, but uh, I don't pretty want soon to. we're gonna have another one coming up. Oh, I don't want to dial back. I don't want to do it. Um, question part two. Oh boy. Now that we've stalled for Greg's secret. No, I have a secret question part two. Uh, team Gabe or Team Tycho? Oh man, I really like Gabe, yeah. but I don't want to pick a favorite, so I shouldn't have said that. Yep, I'm team, <laughs> I'm team Gabe all the way. Watch him watch like this be the judge of whether or not we come back next year. <laughs> no, uh, Dave, Dave and Chris no. have to say Tycho, so they have to. We have an even split. Are you yeah, even just it to out? It Thank God, Jason's not on this week. Otherwise, we would have been screwed. You know what? I'm a big think- fan of I- I- uh, RC cards, RC cards. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm go with uh, Team Tycho. Team Tycho, nice. You know what, Chris? I will, I will follow and steal that logic and say I am a fan of Team Tycho as well. Oh, in the middle. Ha. Just how yeah. I planned. Excellent. That's all I want to say about that. We love your convention, please. Please let us come back. <laughs> please, we love your convention. They're going to zap you out of there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just packs backwards. Oh man! Oh guys! Yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun watching them uh, do that for honor tournament, dude. I love how every year they have they have their tournaments, and for honor was such the perfect game for them to do it. I mean, Overwatch is cool and it's a lot of fun when you play it, but I don't know. I don't to watch like a full team. I don't know, but like For Honor it was much better yeah. to 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 watch. I mean, personally, it was such a big badass arena game. Yeah. Actually, if, I do think I like that in arena. Like thinking of that in an arena format, it's actually sounds really fun. It's watching our, our gladiators pretty yeah. much. Like you're going at it. It was definitely a gladiatorial battle and I think like I I even said to you like right after it happened, it's like I barely rarely do I ever watch a game like a video, someone play a video game and scream as loud as I did when those guys were going at it, especially when they threw each other off the ledge. I was like, Wah! oh, that was so <laughs> sick. Pizza combos, throwing off ledges, it was sick. <laughs> throwing each other into the spikes. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh man, it, I love it. They had the salty runbacks, they had the 1v1s, full team. It was it was a good tournament in the PAX arena, really good watching for honor. Yeah, yeah, so you can crush part three. Oh, salty oh man. So you have question number three, Jesus. Number three. No! <laughs> no! God damn it. <laughs> you really see it. Let's do 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 it.
Um, I played the last note of that the secret question song. I can't talk anymore. There may, might not be one if I can't talk. If I can get out, uh, favorite musical guest act. I know we only went the one oh. night, but oh man, my friend, uh, a friend of mine played night one. Yeah. Minus world. Yeah, we missed though. I know it was the one I that I too. wanted to go to the most, and we were just like, too I tired. did too. My friend was playing, and I but totally my friend was playing. Play. I know because I didn't have tickets to go to, and I was working, and I was bummed. But I did tell him, hey, yeah. um, if I'm there the day that uh, you're playing, I'm gonna go to it. And then what he I actually wouldn't. said was, even if I had tickets, I still would miss it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 Dave, I, Dave, Dave Green on drums. Nice, Mine's world. <laughs> nice. I love you. Um, Dave, go. Viking guitar all the way. <laughs> yeah, Went Viking downstairs, immediately bought a t-shirt, immediately downloaded all their shit on iTunes. It's like, yep, you guys are my new workout like workout playlist. Yeah. <laughs> Viking guitar was pretty rad. Yeah, uh, awesome. the, only, the only regret I have with Viking guitar, they're not even a regret, just wish. No mosh pit in the last song. They played like For Whom the Bell Tolls. And I, I just want one. I knew it wasn't going to happen. I know. A man can dream. But it's like I haven't been in a mosh pit in like five or six years, and it's like, oh, but no. Well, why didn't you? Why didn't you go start one, pit. Dave? Why didn't you go in there? Because I wanted, didn't want to be that guy to start a mosh pit and like break some kid's inhaler or like fuck up someone's nose, and no one's getting into it. So it's like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna be that guy. That's how you. Yeah, don't I think Pax is, is is the place for for a or pit. exactly the so. perfect place for a pit. Or all that aggravation from enforcers <laughs> and all of waiting in line for three hours to play a five minute demo. I don't it will know. be your pitfall. It might have been good ah, the, the there, Chris. Terrible. Um that was bad. Yeah. I didn't see them this year, but I know they're awesome as always. Um the one ups were pretty good, but I always look forward to the bit brigade. Uh just because it's so fucking cool. Like it's so like interesting to watch. And for those of you who have never seen the Bit Brigade, um, they essentially, you have one dude who's speed running through an NES game. And the band behind him plays the music to that game. And they try to nice. keep it like somewhat in sync. So, for example, uh, I think it was a couple years back, they played uh, the first Zelda game for NES. And they played just like the, you know, the world theme song. And when he entered a dungeon, they shifted to the dungeon song. And when he beat the boss um, and he got his item, they played the retrieving item song. It was just like fucking perfect. Uh, and actually, when it, when it was snowing, I, I totally threw on some Bit Brigade uh, while I was shoveling because it's just badass, just like metal versions of NES songs that are fucking great. Uh, but the one ups did really good too. Like they they're very similar vein, right? They there, there's they don't do the uh, the speed running, but it's a very similar style of getting those uh, awesome um, NES Sega Genesis covers going, and uh, they do a great job. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. And also, people that do a good job, Bad Kitty Funky Podcast. Yeah, we do a good job as well. Yeah. All right, guys, that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you for tuning in and listening on iTunes, on Google Play, SoundCloud, and your favorite podcasting app. We have videos coming soon of our interviews and our time at PAX East. We have some other conventions coming up, like uh, Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, what's, what's that? In Orlando. Yeah. Do you know how I know Serge is tired right now? Because he's the one who wrapped up the podcast. <laughs> All right, everyone. We will see you next time, or we will see you another time. Okay, I'll see you. I'll see you another time. <laughs> <Boo-wee-oo>. <laughs> <laughs>